Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 216 of the podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about outfielder Juan Soto rejecting a major contract offer made by his team, the Washington Nationals. Outfielder Juan Soto is 23 years old and has already achieved a lot in the sport of baseball. He's a two-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger Award winner. He's won a batting title, and most importantly, he's already won a World Series title. In less than five full seasons, Soto's a career 293 hitter with 118 career home runs. The star made waves recently by saying no to a 15-year, $440 million deal offered by his team, the Washington Nationals, and many people are confused as to why he would turn down that kind of life-changing money. One of the reasons, perhaps, is Soto is aware of the past failures of these long-term deals. Alex Rodriguez with the Rangers, Giancarlo Stan with the Marlins. Those guys stayed with the team, signed a forever deal, and then the teams ended up trading them away anyway, both to a bigger market team in the New York Yankees. Why would Juan Soto want to sign this type of deal to be the only good player on a bad baseball team, only to be traded away? Way. I'm not as surprised that Juan Soto would turn down this type of deal as I am surprised as how long this contract is. 15 years. 15 years is a very long time to sign a professional athlete. Name me one baseball contract that was for 10 years that really ended up being a great contract and now they are getting even longer. Bryce Harper got a 13-year contract by the Phillies. Giancarlo Stan got a 13-year contract from the Marlins. Mookie Betts signed a 12-year deal with the LA Dodgers, and Fernando Tatis, who is an injury-prone player, signed a 14-year deal with the San Diego Padres. These contracts should be getting shorter, not longer. They are not working out in the sport of baseball. Just look at the contract that Albert Pujols signed with the Angels or Robinson Cano signed with the Mariners. These long-term deals do not work out. They don't end up winning. We used to to say, oh, well, at least they were great in the beginning. Well, even those guys were not very good in year three of their contracts. Once Soto is 23 years old, so yeah, we love to say, well, he's going to be great for the next decade and a half. Baseball is not like other sports where you are consistently great. It's not like basketball when you're great, you're just going to be great forever. You can go from really good to really bad really fast in the sport of baseball, so you don't know what Juan Soto is going to look like in five years, let alone 15. The other reason Soto probably isn't ecstatic to sign a long-term deal with the Nationals is because since winning the World Series, the team has been bad. Last season, they lost 97 games, and at the All-Star break, the Nationals this year have the worst record in Major League Baseball with a 31-63 and record, and Soto is now the lone superstar on the team. They lost Anthony Rendon to the Angels in free agency. Last year, they traded Max Scherzer to the Dodgers, and now he's with the divisional rival Mets. And Steven Strasburg, who is supposed to be the team's ace, has started seven games the last two and a half seasons due to injury. There's no one currently on the Nats roster that has Soto looking forward to the future. And the worst thing to be in baseball is a great player on a terrible team. Just ask Mike Trout. Who cares if you're the best player on the planet if you routinely miss the postseason? Baseball's biggest stage. 
page. Let's be honest, most fans don't watch baseball's 162 regular game season. They tune in during the playoffs, and Soto already has a taste of winning a World Series, so why would he accept anything less moving forward? It's also not good for the game of baseball not to have your best players in the postseason. To have Mike Trout routinely miss the postseason has been really bad for the sport. The guy who keeps winning MVPs isn't making the postseason. At least Barry Bonds, when he was winning those MVPs, for the most part, was making the playoffs with the San Francisco Giants. You cannot have the same thing happen with Juan Soto. So if the Washington Nationals are going to continue to be bad, it is best for the game of baseball for him to be on a better team because you want to see your best players play in the playoffs. Especially in an era where they are expanding the playoffs. They are adding wild cards to the postseason. So now teams are being added. For you to miss the postseason in today's baseball is kind of embarrassing in a way. I mean, yes, you could say, well, the Angels are going to miss the postseason because there's so many better teams in their division. They had the Oakland A's for a while. They had the Astros. Now they can't even make the postseason when there are free wild card teams. The same for the Washington Nationals. And I do think that's part of the reason baseball expanded the playoffs because they wanted to give their best players who are on these really bad teams a chance to make the postseason and still they can't make it? That's sad. The interesting thing to me about all this is what teams can afford Juan Soto. The Yankees are unlikely to trade for a star outfielder before signing their own star in Aaron Judge. The Boston Red Sox seem out of the long-term contract game. I don't see the Nats trading him to the Mets, a divisional rival. One team that I think makes all the sense in the world is the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, they have Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, who are great players, but they need a long-term face to that team. Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright are close to retirement. I think now is the perfect time for them to bring in their next superstar, and Juan Soto would be the perfect fit. He wants the money. The Cardinals are one of the teams who could pay him. He wants to be on a winner. Only the Yankees have won more World Series titles than the St. Louis Cardinals, who have won 11 times in franchise history. They're also the type of team who, even when they aren't World Series contenders, are still good enough to make the postseason in today's era when there are free wildcard teams. So if Juan Soto joins the St. Louis Cardinals, you are guaranteed to have him in the postseason almost every year because that is a well-run organization. Other teams who I think should be in on him are the San Francisco Giants. I mean, they are a good team without a great player. And once upon a time, a great MVP caliber player fell on their lap. That was Barry Bonds. This could be history repeating itself. Juan Soto is 23 years old. If you have the chance to get him, you should do so. Buster Posey retired. You're without a superstar player. You're an older team. I think getting Juan Soto would excite the fan base in a massive, massive way. And during the offseason, you lost Kevin Gosman. You lost Chris Bryant. You have to prove to the fan base that they should be excited for the future of their team. And nothing would excite them more than trading for a 23-year-old star outfielder. There are two teams in the American League who should seriously consider trading for Juan Soto. And they are the Houston Astros, who just lost Carlos Correa. They are still one of the best offensive teams in all of baseball. But getting Juan Soto would put them over the top. I think it would immediately make them the favorite 
favorites to win the World Series. You have Jordan Alvarez. Now you add Juan Soto to the mix to go along with Alex Bregman. I mean, this could keep the team going for another decade if they were able to lock up Juan Soto to a long-term contract. The other team is the Chicago White Sox who need to save their season. I mean, this was a team that everyone thought was going to win the American League Central, and they've really been the biggest disappointment in all of baseball. They have Tony La Russa as their manager, and a lot of people think that's laughable, but there is a ton of talent on that team. They have Tim Anderson, who's won a batting title. They have Jose Abreu, who's won American League MVP. They have Liam Hendricks, the best closer in all of baseball. Getting Juan Soto could save their season. It's a risky move, because if you trade for him and it doesn't work out, oh well, you could still lock Juan Soto up to a long-term deal. If Juan Soto wants to be a member of the Chicago White Sox, then the team should make it happen. If Juan Soto does get dealt, it's not like he's going to be a rental. You are going to have to give him upwards of $400 million. Maybe he's willing to take less than $440 million on a team that's really good. I doubt that, but that could be what he wants. If he wants to be on a winning team, he might have to take less than that dollar amount because really, there's only one team who can seemingly afford that type of money and still be a very good baseball team, and that's the LA Dodgers, who in recent years have signed Mookie Betts. This offseason, they signed Freddie Freeman. They have all the money in the world and they are willing to take advantage of all of their resources. So yes, they would probably be willing to bring in Juan Soto and give him upwards of $400 million and still put together the deepest team in all of baseball. No other team is willing to spend that kind of money. Not the Yankees, not the Red Sox, not the LA Angels. No other team is going to spend that kind of money and still be able to put money elsewhere to make the team a World Series contending team. That's the real danger in signing Juan Soto. It's not that I don't think he's going to be great. He is going to be great. But does his greatness elevate an okay team to a playoff team? And if he doesn't, he's not worth that kind of money. I mean, look at what the Texas Rangers did this offseason. They signed Corey Seager to $300 million. They also signed Marcus Simeon to a ton of money. Those two players are doing very very well on the Texas Rangers, but that team is not a postseason team. So I would say those two have not been worth the money. And if you give that much money to those kind of players and you're not a playoff team, then what are we doing here in the first place? And baseball fans love to say this. They love to say, well, you're going to sell tickets. Who cares if you sell tickets if you are a bad baseball team? You know what sells tickets? Winning baseball games. If you put together a a decent product that is going to win baseball games and become a legitimate contending baseball team, then people are going to come and watch you play the game of baseball. Juan Soto is not that big of a ticket seller to justify a team that has lost 90 games the past season to trade for him. That's what's so complex about the situation. Not only do you have to be able to afford Juan Soto, you also have to be a really good baseball team. 
team, and there's not a lot of those teams out there right now. I think what's scary about baseball's situation is there might not be enough money to go around. Like, are these teams now going to have multiple players under $300 million contracts? How many of these teams can afford and are willing to afford those types of huge paydays? I mean, the Dodgers have multiple guys on their rosters making a boatload of money. Not a lot of other teams are doing that right now. So is anyone else going to open the floodgates and sign these multiple players to these massive, massive long-term deals? Let's talk about the team for a minute. This is a terrible situation for the Washington Nationals, who for the longest time was a terrible team with only one really good player and third baseman, Ryan Zimmerman. Then they became big players after signing outfielder Jason Wirth, drafting Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg, who were heralded as baseball phenoms. They lost Bryce Harper and then win a World Series and have his replacement in Juan Soto. It will be devastating when they lose him. And there's a part of me that feels bad for the Nationals because they're in this situation and another part of me that blames the team for not doing enough to entice Juan Soto to remain a member of the team. I also think there's a small chance that Juan Soto really doesn't resent the team. And I mean a small chance. Maybe because Scott Boris is his agent, he was going to test free agency no matter what. And maybe the Washington Nationals, in letting this come out that he has rejected this offer, are ruining their chances of ever signing him at all. I mean, there is that possibility that maybe Juan Soto would take this kind of offer from the Washington Nationals if he tests free agency and they offer him the most amount of money. Now, obviously, that's not how the Washington Nationals want to play this, because if Juan Soto does test free agency and then signs with someone else, then they lose him for nothing, and they obviously don't want to be in that situation because that would be dire. And they already did that with Bryce Harper. They knew they were not going to sign Bryce Harper, and they did not trade him away, and I think it was one of the biggest mistakes the franchise has ever committed, and if they do it again, it could set the franchise back an entire decade or so, because you need to rebuild the team, and if you're going to lose Juan Soto, you need to trade him away for a ton, and I mean a ton of prospects. I, like many baseball fans, am surprised at these astronomical numbers being offered to players. Soto's number is $440 million. That's a lot. That's only $60 million shy of half a billion dollars. These numbers are rising, and my question is, how big can the number rise to? This is the biggest reason the sport needs some kind of a salary cap. How can you pay 25 other players when you're giving one player that kind of money? We all think about a cap to make smaller market teams pay for players, but what people don't think about is the bigger market teams. $40 million a year is a lot, even for the Dodgers and Yankees. Major League Baseball needs to have a max contract like the NBA has. I have no idea what it should be, but at $400 million, we have to be close. And I'm not saying I don't want to see Juan Soto get a huge payday. I obviously do. I'm just thinking about the product on the field, because I do know the history of baseball says when you give that person that kind of money, the team 
team usually doesn't have a lot of success if you're not the LA Dodgers. The Texas Rangers gave that kind of money to Alex Rodriguez and then they were really bad on the field. And yeah, they had Alex Rodriguez, but who cares at that point if you're not a good baseball team? And that's my fear for what's going to happen to Juan Soto and what's going to continue to happen in baseball. I mean, we're on a path where at some point a baseball player is going to have a billion dollar contract. That's where we're headed and I think that's a really bad place to be because it's going to put a lot of pressure on the player. It's going to make the teams resent the players. At some point, these big contracts have to max out. And this is a position player. I mean, how big are the contracts going to get for starting pitchers? I mean, and a starting pitcher isn't even what they used to be. They don't start 30 games. They don't throw 200 innings. But if you are a star starting pitcher, are you going to get a contract like this? Because if so, I think that would be a mistake as well. Like at some point, these contracts just have to max out. We have to have a number and we have to be close to that number. I mean, are we going to give a baseball player $600 million? And a lot of people will say, and I understand this argument, well, if the owners are making all of this kind of money in Major League Baseball, the players should be getting a huge percentage of that. And I agree with that. But at some point, you have to think about the product on the field. Is it best for a winning baseball team to give Juan Soto $40 million a year? Absolutely not. That's why there needs to be like a max contract where Juan Soto, that's why I like what the NBA has to offer with their max contracts because you get the biggest contract based on your performance and that's what baseball needs. Juan Soto could get the max kind of money if he is a perennial all-star, if he is an all-world player. I like the fact that the NBA gives a bigger contract to guys who are all-NBA. It makes a lot of sense especially in a sport like baseball where you could go from being a 330 hitter to a 250 hitter really quickly. And baseball itself is still being haunted by massive contracts they gave out years ago. The LA Dodgers are still paying Manny Ramirez. I mean, at some point it has to stop. We have to get to a point where these contracts max out. You cannot be paying players who are no longer on your team. I mean, the Angels will be paying Albert Pujols for a while now. That's what I think about when I think about this future Juan Soto deal. He's going to go to a team that's probably not that good. They're going to give him the $440 million and then in five years he's going to be traded away while that team is still forced to pay Juan Soto his money. It's not the best look for a baseball team to pay someone for 15 years. The max contract I think should be an eight-year deal because I think there have been examples of really good eight-year contracts. CC Sabathia with the New York Yankees. Mark Teixeira had a really good contract with the New York Yankees. That's the time length I think in a Major League Baseball contract should be. Bryce Harper is not going to be good for the Philadelphia Phillies in five years from now, let alone 10. The fact that he was given a 13-year contract is ridiculous. 
In the entire history of baseball, there has never been an example of a guy leaving the team that drafted him and signing a 10-year contract with another team and that contract being a success story. So it needs to stop. I'm not against Juan Soto. He's 24 years old. He deserves a 10-year contract. He's probably going to be very good at 33 years of age. I just don't think he's worth a 15-year contract. So the fact that he's rejecting it is kind of funny, and the fact that some other team is probably going to give it to him is ridiculous. And it's even funnier that the Nationals have tried to turn Juan Soto into the villain, and then they don't pay for his plane trip to the Home Run Derby, and now they look like the bad guys. Like, I know how this is going to play out. Juan Soto is going to get his money, and good for him. I just don't think it's going to be the best for whatever team ends up paying for him, unless it's the big market Dodgers. Again, I really do think the St. Louis Cardinals would be the absolute best landing spot for Juan Soto. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>